Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 24th of October, the 297th day of 2022. We have 68 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 1260, Chartres Cathedral was dedicated in the presence of King Louis IX of France. Today in 1492 in Mecklenburg, Germany, 24 Jews were burned at the stake. Today in 1601, Johannes Kepler succeeded Tycho Brahe as imperial mathematician to Emperor Rudolf II. Today in 1648, the Treaty of Westphalia ended the Thirty Years' War in the Holy Roman Empire and Switzerland's independence was affirmed. Today in 1818, a nine-year-old Felix Mendelssohn performed his first public concert in Berlin, Germany. Today in 1881, U.S. Ambassador to France, Levy P. Morton, drove the first rivet into the Statue of Liberty. Today in 1901, Anna Taylor became the first woman to travel in a barrel over Niagara Falls. Today in 1911, Orville Wright remained in the air for 9 minutes and 45 seconds in a glider over Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, setting a new world record that stood for 10 years. Today in 1929, the U.S. stock market crash began, triggering the Great Depression. And today, 75 years ago, the great fire of Bar Harbor that had begun the week before near Dolliver's Dump on the Crooked Road in nearby Hull's Cove on Mount Desert Island was leaving a charred millionaire's row behind while continuing south. 67 seasonal estates in Bar Harbor had been destroyed the day before, and now the fire was racing toward Otter Point, destroying the Jackson Laboratory on the way, and then, past Otter Cliffs, the fire blew itself out in a massive fireball over the ocean. Three days later, on October 27th, the fire was declared under control, but would not be pronounced completely out by the National Park Service personnel until November 14th, nearly a month from when the fire had begun. The drought in 1947 that included the 100 continuous days without rain, turning the landscape into a ubiquitous tinder pile, is no longer remembered by many, but some of us have been extremely grateful for the several inches of rain that the heavens have periodically graced us with the past couple of weeks. Our inland waterways are now at least temporarily replenished, the local Penobscot River, for example, measured almost 12 feet high at the editing gauge at the end of this past week. Heavenward yesterday evening in the southern sky, Saturn shone brightly golden, being in astronomical terms stationary, meaning it was ending its westward or retrograde motion and soon will be shining in the dim but pretty constellation Capricornus the sea goat, which has the shape of an arrowhead. Tomorrow morning, just past dawn, we'll have our new moon. And returning to Earth, the State of Maine foliage report this past week portrays our leaf color as being past peak for most of Maine's counties, a report we can easily verify by simply moving about on our most beautiful landscape, appreciating the fine moments of autumn, certainly continuing for at least another couple of months of the calendar. 
Meanwhile, the New York Times observes this past week that the number of daily reported coronavirus cases in the United States is declining, with currently about 39,000 cases announced every day. Though the Northeast has seen an uptick in cases lately, the daily average of coronavirus deaths nationally is at 360. In other words, at least 2,520 people are currently dying per week from COVID. Does that mean we can confidently say COVID is over? Or should we equally be popularizing post-COVID as a modifier when referring to the days ahead? when instead we have data showing that this disease continues to kill people at a significant rate. The United States to date has had 98 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020, BA4 and BA5 Omicron variants being responsible for almost all recent cases. Therefore, we continue to be the world's leader in COVID, with 16% of the world's 627 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 2 million of the world's 627 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places, ranging from 45 million cumulative cases in India to 37 million cases in France, 36 million cases in Germany, 35 million in Brazil, 26 million in South Korea, and 25 million cases in the UK since the beginning of the pandemic more than two and a half years ago. On the fatal front globally, Current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.6 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 12.9 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember that only 60 per 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and not quite half of those vaccinated have been boosted. Today in 1632 in Delft, Holland, Anton von Leeuwenhoek was born. Following traditional opportunities, he apprenticed to a linen draper and subsequently became a haberdasher. In 1660, he won a government post that allowed him to devote his time to his hobby, grinding lenses and looking at tiny objects. Reportedly, his neighbors thought they were looking at demons when shown close-up views of insects. Credited with inventing the first microscope, Leeuwenhoek was therefore the first to observe bacteria and protozoa, which he called very little animalcules. By carefully following the life cycle grain, of grain worms, fleas, and flies, he refuted the notion of spontaneous generation, which previously had maintained that such creatures were spontaneously generated by noxious substances. When Leeuwenhoek died at age 90, he left his lenses to the Royal Society of England, though no one there could figure out how he had assembled them. Others later developed their own microscopes, but to this day, no one has explained exactly how Leeuwenhoek made his microscope work. Today is also the birthday in 1763 of German novelist 
Dorothea von Schlegel. In 1788, of Mary Had a Little Lamb, American writer and founder of the Boston Seamen's Aid Society, Sarah Hale. In 1830, of American attorney and first woman to argue in the U.S. Supreme Court, Belva Ann Lockwood. In 1911, of, of American blind blues blues musician, Sonny Terry. In 1923, of American poet, Denise Levertoff. In 1926, of American NFL quarterback, Y.A. Tittle. In 1930, of American musician, The Big Bopper. In 1936, of Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman and American actor David Nelson, and in 1947, of American actor Kevin Kline. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the sixth week of autumn.